This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, have the kids passed their expiration date and gone rotten? We talk about being spoiled. Plus, Biz realizes she needs to help her daughter by making a change, and Teresa outdoes herself on the failure department. Woo! I just tell you, thank goodness we've kept the woo. I know. Just sometimes I'm like, what, was there ever a moment that we doubted the woo? Isn't it nice to have a moment in your day when you just know exactly what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yes. And this is it. This is it. This is the moment. <laughs> How are you, Teresa? I'm okay. Um, I have been thinking a lot about vaccines. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> what could what could possibly make you think about vaccines with a three-year-old and a one-year-old living in California? I know. It seems crazy. That seems ridiculous. Um, yeah, vaccines have been in the news. Yep. We, we actually did an episode on vaccines a mm-hmm. few months ago. Yep. Um, with Dr. McElroy. With Dr. Sydney McElroy mm-hmm. of the wonderful podcast Sawbones. Yep. And they recently did an updated episode um, as well on the measles. Uh-huh. Um, which we linked everybody to on our Facebook page. Which we if did. you can easily find it. Yeah. And if, you know, if anybody, if it's even possible to not be aware of what's going on right now, there is a measles outbreak in the United States. Um, of which we eradicated. Yeah. Thanks to vaccines. <laughs> yeah. And now... And now it's back. And now it's back. Um, And it's only back because people have been choosing mm-hmm. to not vaccinate their kids. And this is... This is just a fucked up thing. Like, let's just say that this is a fucked up thing. Yeah. Um, kids are getting sick. Kids can kids can die of measles. Yeah. People can die of measles. You can go blind. You can lose your hearing. I mean, this was like a really horrible thing. Yeah, it's a horrible that, disease. That, that, that people went through. And <laughs> there are so many people out there who can't, who, who physically cannot take the vaccine because of illnesses that they already have. Right. And... Therefore, the rest of us healthy horses yep. are supposed to take our vaccines yep. to help those people. Yeah, and to create herd immunity right. so that people don't get sick. Yeah. So that everybody herd immunity can be safe. is not for just anybody who doesn't want a vaccine. That that starts right. breaking down the herd. Right. Then there's then there's no herd. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's no herd. Yeah. It's just like this. Anyway, I I think Teresa and I both there are like two things we have said on the show. We are very adamant about. Yeah. Uh, and we're pretty loose on everything else. Yeah. But one don't is, hit your kids. Don't hit your kids. <laughs> and get your vaccine. Yeah. I you you can hear it's a thing all parents <laughs> wrestle with. No one likes to see their child get hurt, but it's just the same as having to hold your kid down to give them their medicine. Yeah. It's the same thing brush their as teeth. like brushing their teeth. Yep. It's a bunch of stuff your kid does not fucking want to do. And doesn't like, and it sucks to have to do it. But it's it is, our job. It is to do our it. job yeah. to do it. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe we're preaching to the choir here. We I have a hard are. time. I have a hard time imagining that most of our listeners, like, are not getting their kids vaccinated. Right. But I think we bring it up just because it's so important. And like, I know that all of you guys who listen, 
you know, maybe you are vaccinating your kids. Good for you. Good job. Um, it's also it's I, I just think that it's something that we all need to be talking about, even, yeah. you know, with mom friends and dad friends and, you know, parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins. I mean, we all need to be talking about this because we need the information just needs to Spread again. Spread out and and get out there. And it <laughs> needs to spread to, faster than yeah, the measles. Yeah. We all <laughs> need to work together to make that happen. So. Yeah. That, and that's a good point. It's, it's just about spreading the pot and, and, you know, and trying to stay positive where they're like, hey, this really is misinformation. Don't do what I did. Go to the your local state CDC or, you know, health, you know, agency yeah. and do the search. Because uh-huh. it's depressing uh-huh. to see where your school ranks oh. in measles vaccinations. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Anyway, so. Hmm. How are you? Well, I'm all right. We had a tough weekend with Katie Bell. Oh. Um, so, you know, we, I would say that we possibly ride Katie Bell a lot in mm-hmm. the sense of just like, um, you know, She's really smart, and she's really capable, and she really understands, you know, we we want her to be a polite person. We want her to be respectful of us and others. We want her to be able to communicate clearly. <clears throat> and so we really push on those things, that, you know, manners and, you know, don't scream, don't say that to us, uh, you know, blah, 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 How? what's a different way for you to say that as opposed to that? I mean, we're like, we, we, you kind of forget that you're on them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get tired and stressed out, it's even easier to pick on smaller things that maybe you should let go. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we're having one of these nights. She's really pushing back. She's really whining. She's really not listening. She's talking over, interrupting the whole nine yards. And we've asked her repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And finally, something had happened at dinner, and I can't remember, but she'd gotten upset and uh, she wanted me to go in with her to get ready for bed. So I go in, and she's not listening. She's not listening. And I finally say, Katie Bell, you're really being disrespectful, and you're being mean to me, and I really need you to stop. And I think I've used the mean word a couple of times in general, just like that's really being mean to me, uh-huh. you know. Um, I don't use it a lot, but I know I've said it three or four times. Uh-huh. And she bursts in tears, like like hysterical sobbing, saying, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be a girl who's mean. I wish I could be somebody else. I wish I wasn't somebody who was mean all the time. I mean, like, she's like, I, I wish I was a different person. And I, I cannot communicate Whoa. how sad and how upset, like sobbing, sobbing, I wish I was a different person. I, I just stop everything. Yeah. And I'm like, baby girl, you're not a mean person. Sometimes our actions, you know, without intending it can be mean, but that's not the same thing as being mean because I had to go back and like check what I'd said. I can't just say I didn't say it. Um, And then she's like, you know, people at school call me mean and like all this stuff. And like I, this, the stuff at school boils down to, it's a room full of five, six year olds who only know a couple of emotions. They've been forced to share their whole lives. And then suddenly they don't have somebody telling them to share everything. So like, as soon as you have something that every kid wants to play with and you tell them, I don't want you to play with it right now. You're mean. Right. You know, let me cut line. No, you're mean. Right. You know, <laughs> so she is getting that a lot. But I just, like, I mean, she was inconsolable 
Oh. All night, she had to, we wound up having to sleep with me that oh. night. And, like, Stefan having to sleep in her room and her sleeping in the bed with me because she just didn't want to be alone. She oh. didn't want to be, like, she'd apparently also said to Stefan earlier, uh, I wish I had a different life sometimes, you know. Like, I don't have a best friend. It's, I mean, she just, uh-huh. she just seemed really stressed. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And I got mad at myself mm-hmm. and Stefan. And I just came out once we had her settled down. And I said, that's it. We're done. We have, we have, we are going in the wrong direction here. Our five-year-old should not be saying she wants a different life and that she hates herself mm-hmm. at five. And I'm, I'm not going to have that. I just like, I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to change. We ride her too hard. We, she can't even pick up a fucking fork sometimes without, you know, Stefan saying something, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't hit it on the edge of the table or like whatever, you know. Um, and I'm on her all the time about keeping it down and keeping it quiet and like listening and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, we have to stop. We've got to pick the things we want to stick to and everything else. Mm-hmm. Let's let her have some loose time at the house. She's five. Yeah. She does not even yeah. understand half the stuff we're right. asking her yet. And right. it's and, and she has time to figure it out. And she's got yeah. time to figure it's it not, out. Nobody's going to get offended. Right. Yeah. We've got time to correct things yeah. at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Right. And yeah. we don't have a kid right now who's yeah. like... Or even like pick a different thing in six months. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Like, but yeah. this kid needs a break. So yeah. we have like done a full 180 oh. of just trying to, you know, really check ourselves before we say something to her. Is it really important? Is that really something we need? You know, I think we mentioned this on the show once. It's about letting that, you know, we started giving them the tools. So now let's let them try those tools out. Like mm-hmm. what's more effective, me telling her that she's hurting my feelings or not saying anything and letting her figure out mm-hmm. that she may have said something not nice. Yeah. Anyway, it was exhausting. Oh, it was like so exhausting. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I think it plays in a little bit to what we're talking about today. So I'm going to let it segue us into today's okay. topic, which is about spoiled kids. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, mm-hmm. what do you think of... When you think of the word spoiled. Um, that the milk smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really the first thing? Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Spoiled, uh, spoiled food, yeah. yeah. But like, all right, in terms okay, of kids. In terms of kids, yeah. Spoiled kids. Well, so I, when I think of spoiled kids, I just think of like, I guess like bratty or demanding kids, like that think they can have whatever they want. But, like, I remember as a kid hearing the word spoiled, and I think I always imagined that it meant a rich kid. Yeah. Oh, I, like, that's really interesting. thought that, like, I was like, oh, a rich kid is a spoiled kid because they have all this great stuff. And, they like, get I anything remember, they want. Yeah. I remember wishing that I could be spoiled because then I could have, like— you know, a beautiful um, bike or like, you know, just all, whatever, all the stuff just, that rich kids have. It just shows you that our kids don't know what the fuck we're talking they have about. They no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. I know. Back off. I know. But no, that's a good point. Rich, I think you're right. I think yeah. spoiled equated rich to yeah. me. So sorry, rich 
kids. Sorry, rich kids. Sorry, rich kids. Fuck you, rich kids. <laughs> Richie Rich was nice, and so was the Silver Spoons kid. Um, I always thought Veruca Salt is the pers- uh-huh. first person sure. that comes to mind from Willy Wonka Absolutely. and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I want a bunny now. Yeah. Who ever heard of a snow's belly? Um, yeah. I can love that kid. Um, but that's that's what, it, to me, I'm the same way. It had mm-hmm. to do sort of with uh, getting whatever you want, and it was definitely material. Oh, yeah. You know, like as a kid, it was like, yeah. you know, they have every Barbie. They have right. every, you know, whatever. Which that, sounded so good. Didn't it? I just want every Barbie. Every Barbie? And like yeah, why not? a closet full of Barbie clothes. Wouldn't that be great? That would be heaven. It would. That would be great. Yeah. We really, really have screwed up on what spoiled is. <laughs> spoiled sounds awesome. It does. Uh, but now as an adult. Yeah. What do you think of what do you think spoiled? Have you here's my first question. Yeah. Have you ever seen a kid who's spoiled? <laughs> I mean, like really and truly no. think about this. I guess not. Have you ever seen no. have you ever in your passing interacting with other kids been like no. that kid is spoiled rotten? Because rotten also goes right spoiled with spoiled rotten. rotten. Oh, totally. You are spoiled rotten. Totally. Well, I think now as an adult, I think the whole concept of spoiled is sort of bullshit. Yeah. Like, because it's sort of just, it's like, it's like that idea that like kids shouldn't have what they want because it'll ruin them. Well, like, kids, somebody just kids said need to, me, to suffer in order to like be good people. Well, or somebody something. just said to me the whole thing of like, yeah, but you, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, lot, not letting kids have their way. Well, and I'm yeah. like, there's a, there's a difference between teaching your kids to be respectful because it falls into that camp of like, I had to be quiet as a kid. Right. I'm like, no, actually, you probably are taking away a memory of a time you had to be quiet. Right. But like, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. There's no, unless you were dumb as a bag of hammers. Yeah. And so had nothing to say <laughs> that you were not a quiet as a kid. Like you weren't yeah. like this, whatever this vision you think your parents insisted that you were. So there's something about this whole like, if your kid talks back or asks yeah. something or whatever, that, like, you should banish them from ever. Totally. Yeah, yeah. The life is supposed to be super hard yeah. to prevent you from being spoiled. And I think it's, like, <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it goes to that thing of, like, like, kind of like there are no, like, there are no bad children. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kids are, I mean... Okay. Like, All right. No, I know. I know one or two that I think are pretty right. rotten. So let's see. There, <laughs> that is maybe a controversial thing, but like right. I think, like generally, like my feeling is like there are no bad children, and like whatever is going on with a kid is basically like a direct reflection of like stuff that's going on in that kid's life and or like developmental stuff and or like genetics. You know what I mean? Like it's all just a bunch of stuff that's like created this little person. And like if they're having a problem and and whatever that is, is like creating like bad attitude or they're not grateful for like getting for what they have or which, I mean, most kids aren't grateful. I well, mean, yeah, on. but that's the other thing is that, like, so much of it's, it's just developmental. Exactly. It's like, exactly. And so then the idea of saying you're going to spoil that kid or you're going to or that kid is spoiled yeah. is so kind of like, if you think about it, just like horrifically mean. Like, yeah. because it's like saying, like, that kid is ruined now. Like, right. you, you ruined that child. Yeah. No one will ever want Did to you leave that fucking kid that out child. of the fridge? Yeah. How could you? you the lid needs to be yeah. on your kid yeah. at all times. Yeah, now, great. 
My jar of kid is fucking ruined. Thanks. This kid was <laughs> now expensive. Now I have to toss this one out. This one was and really expensive. One. Yeah. The next one, I'm going the generic brand on the next one. <laughs> um, no, I think, but I think you're right. I think there's something, and and this definitely, I think, also falls into the camp of things I thought before kids yeah. and things I thought after oh, kids. Oh yeah. And I would like all of our non-kid listeners to appreciate that I said this wasn't a you don't have kids issue. Right. This is definitely a I thought yeah. these things right. before, before kids. kids. Yeah. Um, right. Because it, it's, it's definitely like a, <laughs> why the fuck not? Why wouldn't I? I would be out at restaurants and you'd be like, mm, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, they really well, and should, so, they should not let that kid be doing that at that restaurant. And, you know, I, <laughs> I think, I think that this is something that actually connects so well with what you're talking about with Katie Bell today. Like, yes, I mean, what you guys are trying to do is teach her to be a good citizen and polite and, you know, basically just have her shit together. Right. Which is like so good. And it is what we set out to do as parents. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So that is I mean, OK, so we can we can say like the whole idea of spoiling a child is fucked up at its core. But the point is, we still want to avoid just like letting a child have like have no yeah, no and, guidance yeah. as to like kind of what is what is acceptable right. social behavior you know that will that will help you in life rather right. than just make people like well cuz i have in my head i have these like two visions and i know one of the things that sort of drives Stefan and i is that you know is, is like you said the first thing you want them to be polite you want them to be able to interact with other people politely and you know respect everybody be respectful and not just run through life like you know nil yeah. you know <laughs> just feel like left in the woods right their whole lives right right um so i get that but there's a voice i know that's in my head and i'm gonna assume it's in Stefan's head because i've heard him say it out loud which is the like they need to be respectful of us yeah right because like i yeah. have this vision of like you know, I, I can remember growing up and going to people's houses and seeing the the parents, and I won't even just say the mother, the yeah. parents whose kids just were like, yes, oh, God. And I like, remember that, too. And you're horrible. Yeah. Like, hitting them. I hate you, Mom. I hate, like, I'm not talking horrible. three-year-olds. Yeah. I'm talking, like, yeah. 12, yeah. 13. At this point, old enough to have, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I just can't take the TV out of their room. It'll just upset them so yeah. much. Like every Super Nanny episode. Right. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, Where right. it's just like, right. um, and I'm like, I don't want to be that person who just gets trampled. no respect. Right. Trampled. Yeah. Right? Right. So, and if I let her, right. you know, talk to me in a specific tone right yeah. now at five, yeah. then I'm going to be this woman. Right. It, it, when she's 12, right? right? Yeah. Um, and we talked about this with the confidence and, like, yeah. the like all that stuff that, like, oh, <laughs> it's so hard and every day. Right. But So, like, that's happening in my head. Right. Which I think drives the, like, it drives. But I don't I still think that that kid was spoiled either. That's a different yeah, thing. So it's I, a different thing. It's a different thing that's happening yeah. there. It's not... It's kind spoiled. of like who's it's like who's in charge. Right. Is, are the kids in charge or are the parents in charge? And, like, I feel like what you guys what you guys are doing that is like so lovely is that you are setting out to be like, look, we're in charge. And then she's hurt and you have her back. And it doesn't mean that you're not in charge. You're just acknowledging she's having a hard time and you're, and you're just pulling back and you're adjusting and you're, you're letting her know that like you're there for her, which is so important too. Like it's not, I don't think you're saying like, well, she can just do now, what she wants. No. no, it's just you're you're not gonna you're gonna choose your battles as you say. Right. Like, you're gonna pick a couple things. It's not gonna be every single time she like uses her fork the wrong right. way or whatever. And like I think 
Yeah, it's. I think it's like a parents in charge. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, it's a parents in charge. I feel like there's a difference again between like helping guide them, stepping back, letting them make the mistakes and try it out in the safety of their own home. Yeah. Combined with this pressure that I think stems from your kid spoiled. You're spoiling your kid, which somehow ties into the who's in charge, who's not. Yeah. Like there's and that whole category of you know just. Everybody's just letting their kids do whatever they want. They're never right. going to be reasonable citizens. Like, I have a friend who's really torn about moving her kid to a different classroom because, like, her kid's really stressing out at night. And, like, and she went in and watched the class. And, like, it's just one of those classes of chaos. Uh-huh. And her kid just sits there all day, like, surrounded by kids running around oh and hitting God. and screaming and yelling. Yeah. And, like, you know, he doesn't get the attention that the other kids are, that he needs to get. The teacher's playing to the lowest, not yeah. the mid- middle or even the highest. And she's not set up to, like, even meet those needs while, you know? Oh, my God. And it's not—it's just yeah. the class that he was dealt this right. time and the class this teacher was dealt, like, whatever. Right. But yeah. as a parent, her job is not to worry about the other 20 kids. Her job right. is to worry about hers. And she knows she wants to make this move and, like, yeah. go through all the steps. But she—we were talking about it, and she had this question of, like, but am I setting him up to not learn that he's got to sometimes tough it out? And, like, I just yeah. jumped on it. I said— no, you're teaching him that if he's given an option, that you're teaching him two things. One, that you've got his back. Right. And two, that you're his advocate, that you're here to help him. Yeah. And two, that if things are going badly and you have an opportunity to change it, change it. If yeah. you're given an option, no, you know, yeah. this isn't like a prison camp. No. It's not like you she's don't have an option out of school forever. Right. Like, you know, yeah. it's just Let's find a, a better right. way for you to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I can see yeah, I get that. that thought in her head of, I'm spoiling him. That into goes thinking. to the spoiling yeah, thing. It's I'm like, spoiling oh, him. it's like, oh, you know, like, I'm acting like my child is so special that right. they can't, like, tough it out in a regular classroom with regular classroom <laughs> dynamics. Like, right. And I, I totally get, I get that it fear. Too. Yeah. It comes from that fear of, like, of like spoiling your He's child. He's going to think he can get whatever he wants yeah. whenever he but wants. But I totally agree with you. Right. Like, but I'm like, but that's not It's just this. not what it this is. This isn't getting yeah. a pony. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't erase the limitations that you've already set. Yeah. And the limits and the, you know, the boundaries that are already established. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to this broad thing. I want to go back more specifically. Mm-hmm. Is that how old? I really love the idea of like how old can a kid be spoiled? Be spoiled right? Yeah. Like, because it always made me crazy a little yeah. bit when I heard people say <laughs> that like, a one-year-old or like a three-year-old is no. spoiled. Where it's I'm like, like impossible. I know. How can they? Or like it's the sleep training thing. Like this, yeah. people do this with sleep training and bottles. Yeah. And like pacifiers. Yeah. With like at six months. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, that baby is yeah. just out six months. Yeah. Pretty sure letting the baby sleep with you or giving the baby the extra bottle or like whatever it yeah. is. He's not, not gonna, spoiling yeah. your child. Yeah. And I wonder if the people who are saying spoiled have just lost the memory of like when those things, to like have that expectation of an infant right. or a three-year-old or even a five-year-old. Right. I can kind of understand like nine, 10, 11, yeah. where they have they have a lot more understanding of the world, not a ton, but they have a lot more. It's a lot, you can actually say, we're going to go do some charity projects. And you mm-hmm. might actually understand like the mm-hmm. concept of like generosity and 
being thankful for what you have. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you don't say these things growing up. Right. But can they understand it? I sometimes wonder if, like, our own memories, you know, and (laughs) the memories of those who are older than us all kind of see what happened at 12, 13, 14. Mm Mm-hmm happening at five, six, and seven. It's sort of like the 12-year-old reads the 17 magazine. Yeah. The 17-year-olds right. read Cosmo. Totally. You know, it's like, totally so like if I'm thinking about, uh, I'm, you know, when do they start getting spoiled? Yeah. Well, it's like that idea that, like, it's also kind of an older idea of, like, you can't, don't want to coddle your child. Yeah, like, You coddling. don't want to coddle your child too much. <laughs> you don't want to like, love your what child. What does that mean? Like, basically, you can't, yeah, I know. And I think, like, I, I've definitely noticed with, like, guests at the house sometimes or, you know, relatives or whatever that, like, the expectations are kind of out of whack with yeah. where our kids are developmentally. Yeah. And that, like, if... A child is acting out, it's like, oh, this is something about your household or right. about this child's personality or like something that you're doing wrong, like right. discipline wise versus like they're three. Yeah. This I mean, I couldn't ask them does. to be quiet every five minutes. Yeah. It's physically impossible yeah. for that kid to understand that his yeah. volume is or loud. Or like that they're picky about their food. Right. Like, that is like a thing that most kids go through right. at some point. Like, right. It's not that like we don't expect them to eat their food. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like they're just going through a pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, and there's also and with that, I, th- I know that I as a parent make the mistake. And this is definitely what has led to where we are with Katie Bell right now is this expectation and assumption that she under, she gets it more than she does. Like another thing I had to say to Stefan was yeah. I, I was in such a rage that night. I was so upset by how <laughs> upset she was. And I was like, we've got to stop making fucking jokes every five minutes around her. She's five. She doesn't understand our humor. She doesn't, you I know, mean, she doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't understand the sarcasm. Mm-hmm. We have got to stop. Like she is, she was doing this thing at the table where she was like, I've been working on my cute face, right? And she mm-hmm. does this ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, face, the fakest cute face, mm-hmm. like, ah, like, big mouth mm-hmm. and, like, the hands under her chin. And I, like, I spent, like, five minutes, like, basically being like, oh, I got a cute face, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, in retrospect, I was like, I was just mocking her. She was totally dead serious. That that was her cute face. What were I don't understand why what you did was wrong. No, you but were, I like, just kept playing along. No, but I just kept going and was like, why do you have your hands under your chin or whatever? Uh-huh. Like, I was assuming that she was making fun of a picture of uh-huh. like what cute is, uh-huh. and she was being really honestly. Oh, like and I don't realized, look cute. Yeah, like, wanting, yeah, isn't wanting, this cute? Yeah. Oh. And I've been working on this, and just to even what I should have said was that is a really good cute face, mm-hmm. and not smirch, not ha ha ha, not like whatever. I should have just said. That's awesome. Can I just say something to you right now? You're being really fucking hard on yourself about this. And I know that it's really (laughs) tempting to feel that, like, whatever's going on with her is a direct reflection of your parenting and, like, what you're doing. And I'm sure in part it is. (laughs) But I just want to remind you that she is a five-year-old in kindergarten. And there's a lot of other things coming at her and a lot of other growth that's going on. That, like, is not in relation to, like, you, like do you know what I'm saying? No, like, I know. That you, like, you, like, her knowing that you're her mom and, like, that you love her and you're there for her, like, sh- like 
I just want, I, it feels like you're blaming yourself somehow. No, I'm not like blaming, but not... I do need to take responsibility for what we do. We can't treat her like she's 30. I agree. I and agree. Like one I of just... the things I think we're doing uh-huh. is treating her like she's 30, you know, okay. like trying to apply sarcasm and jokes and humor mm-hmm. that is way too high for her isn't okay. okay. And like, I think that, again, that falls into this, the trap that I find myself in all mm-hmm. the time, which is I'm assuming she's getting stuff. And understanding yeah. things way before she is. Now, I totally buy that, like, she is surrounded by mean. She is mean sometimes to kids. Yeah. She says she whines. She cries. She does all these things that five-year-olds do. Yeah. You know, and that's fair, and I can't change that. Okay. Like, I can't fix the behavior. Yeah. But I can fix the environment that she's in yeah. so that she's got the support. No, I and totally so, agree. I just don't want you to be like overdoing it on the like, <laughs> I've done, like, like no, thinking no. back to like, there was this moment where I was like, you know what I mean? No, like no, but I counting think, all the things you've done wrong. But like, in the conversation of like spoiling <laughs> your kids and this like, and, and what we're talking about in terms of the expectations. Yeah, the expectations. You know, yeah. like, like a three-year-old can't understand what spoiled is. Right. My point was, if we are setting up, if we have expectations of her or assumptions that she can understand and comprehend these things, then that's just not fair to her. Totally. You know what I mean? Like that. And and that is my responsibility, though. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm not beating myself up. I'm more like, hey. We have got to pull it together here. Okay. We are slacking. We're letting things get super casual because we're tired and we're, you know, uh, and we want her to do these things. We mm-hmm. don't want her to be spoiled, quote unquote. Right. You know? Totally. And this was our wake up call that we were heading down that path of treating her like she even understands what those sorts of concepts are mm-hmm. and writing her to a point to not be whatever this horrible citizen, the spoiled rotten yeah. child, whatever it is, we were heading down a path down a path that might long term be more detrimental totally. than helpful. Okay. Right. And if and if and if this starts taking a wrong path, we'll alter our path yep. again. You know, it doesn't mean we've totally turned into the house of like Whatever you want to do, goes. we never say no in this house. This <laughs> no still comes out 20 times. It's just not 200 times. Um, but I think, you know, that's the crux of the parent thing. You yeah. have the weird baggage that you carry from being a kid yep. and what spoiled means yep. and, like, what privilege means and what gratefulness means. Yep. You've got all the relatives and family coming in. Sometimes they don't say anything. They just give you the look. Mm-hmm. And then, again, maybe it's a real look or maybe it's your own garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming through their eyes at yourself. But you still feel that pressure. And then you just, I mean, I'm trying to think, are there even, I remember growing up and there were like shows, like people talked about being spoiled all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think if that's even out anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that was like, it was always like the bad character on a TV show. Right. Yeah. They were always, it was like, ahoy polloi. It was all yeah. like very uh, country club and, you yeah. know, the slobs versus the snobs. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. It might not be. Maybe. Maybe the problem is solved. Maybe it's over. Maybe we're the last generation of parents who have to deal with the concept of snobbery and of being spoiled, just like racism. Last generation. It's on its way out, everybody. Dunsies. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, I'm Emily. And I'm Lisa. We co-host Baby Geniuses every other Monday on Maximum Fun. We interview comedians, musicians, cartoonists, circus clowns, and experts in the field of... Vacations, the afterlife, pool, recipes, self-improvement, fashion, candy, beach boys, girls, turtles, hot twists, women dating, fitness, presidents, air removal, conflict resolution, Santa, meditation, babies, modern dinosaurs, bullying, crop circles, the Beatles, middle-aged men, experts, teens, life hacking, rhyming, baby talk, personal organization, the name Dexter, Frasier, extreme eating, groceries, being a best friend, movement, jam, art education, America's Funniest Home Videos, stockbroking, spooky stories, genealogy, riddles, Pinterest, IT, magic, revenge, mothering, dogs, ayahuasca, Hollywood legends, street racing, fitting in, celebrity sex, the occult, personal training, the ocean, Dennis the Menace, modern poetry, sugar gliders, Jimmy Buffett, Franks, The Tonight Show with Gun, Johnny Carson, Mountain Dew, Theme Park Safety, dinner, bu- dinner parties, butterflies, raccoons, pasta chase, and Bob Dylan. Join us every other Monday! Yay! Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? Genius fail time. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. What do you got? Uh, I do have a pretty good genius. I think you'll like this one. Jesse was out uh, out of town over the weekend, over this past weekend, um, on a work trip. Uh-huh. And so I was solo with the boys for the first time in a while. It was a couple of nights. Yeah. Um, and I just nailed it. Oh, I just, yes. You know? Like, yeah. I felt, and I even kind of felt good. Like, it wasn't like yeah. one of those things where I was like, I'm keeping it together. I'm keeping it together. <laughs> it was like, we actually had, like, some fun and... <laughs> I, like, handled it, and I, like, asked for help when I, like, I had the babysitter come for a few hours, and I just, like... I just paced myself, good. and we ha- we totally had like a great weekend. It was that's awesome. Yeah, that's ah, good. Yeah, good job. Thank you. You should have like three more kids. I know, right? Right. That's the answer. I think I will, or at least away. adopt some more puppies. You should. You definitely have more room to love, <laughs> Teresa. Uh, How about you? My genius. Well, I actually got to give credit to Stefan on this particular genius. Uh, we like to go to estate sales every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And he and Katie Bell swung by this estate sale this weekend. And he was picking something up, like a prop for his office for work or whatever. And it was a old typewriter. I mean, like old, old, like there's nothing computerized in that thing. It is all just, you know, metal. Mm-hmm. And he brought it home and the ribbon was still in it. And Katie Bell, for like two days, typed away on that thing. Oh my god. And what was why was so cute. What was so awesome about it was we need one of these because Uh it's indestructible. Mm. She can actually tinker with it because I mean you just like take it apart and it's just as basic You can't like break it. You can't break this because it is not there's no computer. There's nothing fine or small in it. It's just like steel and metal. And she can just like push the knobs and I was just like this is like the best sort of engineering slash exploratory slash do whatever the fuck you want to. Like the worst thing that can do is fall on you and shatter your bones. Like that's it. And that's too heavy to even do that. Right. Right? Yeah. She just typed all Day That's and so night. It awesome. was so great. And she was great. a good for learning her letters. And right, it was just yeah. awesome. Good. I was like, off to Craigslist. Perfect. Gotta go get us a new a new one. Yeah. I wanted to share with you my week of geniuses. So my environmentals has just started daycare. It started this week. And it has been absolutely awesome. <laughs> it's from 9.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. And I get 
times to myself, I've been going to the gym, I've been sorting out the house, and I haven't had a single moment where I have actually gone, oh no, where's my baby? <laughs> and she's all smiles when she gets home, and we're having a great time. My second genius was Saturday, we, Friday night we had a pretty bad night with the baby, um, and so she slept in our bed most of the night, and so... I was super tired, and I rolled over and looked at my husband, and I said, when you get up, please take the baby. I want to sleep for an extra hour. This didn't happen. I got up before him. But when he did get up, he looked at me, and he said, I will take the baby. You can go sleep. Nice. So that was his genius. Then my genius on this front was I decided not to go sleep. Instead, I went to gym for 30 minutes. Nice. My third genius was I hate, going, I hate showering at the gym. So I came home, and the minute I walked into the door, the baby was all over my legs, not wanting me to go anywhere. So I stuck her in the shower with me. I had a great shower. I washed, washed my hair. It was nice and warm. And she played in the spray and was laughing and giggling, and it was absolutely awesome. Yay, me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. I like a, like a good sequential run. Like yeah. genius moments. You're doing it. Why not? Yeah, I especially like the, like, shower things. To me, that sounds like such a disastrous fail mm-hmm. or, like, such a, like, you're impeding my me time. Yeah. But sometimes it really it works. Work. Yeah. And sometimes it's really nice. Totally. And that, you know, good job. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Excellent. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Teresa. Yes. Did you have any failures this week? I may have had a small failure. (laughs) Um, Okay. So last week um, I left when I was leaving um, Oscar with the babysitter. Um, I wasn't like normally I either like I'm like this is what his lunch is or I like write it down. Mm Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like, I was distracted by, like, a few other things that were going on. And so I – and, like, we, our babysitter has been with us for years now. Yeah. So, like, she knows her way around our kitchen. She knows generally what Oscar normally eats. And, right. like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, she usually just – I mean, I always tell her, but, like, she always figures it out. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, you know, there's some bread, there's some cream cheese, there's some cucumbers, there's – and I just, like, kind of listed a few things. And – she was like, okay, great. And then I ha- and then I was like, oh, I'm not going to be back. So I'm going to run in the kitchen and make myself a sandwich before I go. So I made myself a sandwich and then I left. And when I got back later in the day, um, <laughs> I was asking like how the day was. And she was telling me that they, you know, they had a good day and this is what they did. And, you know, did he eat lunch? Yes, she found the bowl of stuff that I'd left on the top shelf of the fridge. And as she's saying this to me, I was just like, no. And she's like, that wasn't for him. I thought you must have left it for him when you were making your lunch. And what it was was scraps from when I was training my dogs the day before. And I mean, it was food. I mean, it was cheese and like some crusts of a sandwich I'd fed to one of my kids the day before. But like, okay, a number one, just it was 
It was scraps, it was literally gross. scraps. And I had been using that bowl with my hand in and out of my dog's <laughs> mouths, literally their mouths. <laughs> Dipping my hand. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, my yeah. hands were disgusting yeah, with dog, dog saliva dog in and stuff. out of that fucking bowl. And then, like, I wrap it back up, put it in the fridge for to use the rest the next day or whenever. Right. And wash my hands. You know, that is what she fed nice. to my fucking 15-month-old. Bar. <laughs> nice. Well, at least he doesn't pee on the floor anymore. Right? He right. stopped barking at the neighbors. That's more because I've been hitting him on the nose with a newspaper every time he does it. But. Which is genius. Oh, that's disgusting. My failure is clearly the whole first half of the show. We clearly stressed Katie Bell out to like a 20-year-old level oh. of like hysteria. Whatever is happening with her, we did not help it. Oh. And I do, and while I appreciate your comment earlier, I do still feel like, I mean, I'm already kind of over it, but like those two days surrounding mm-hmm. that night, I did feel like really bad. I mean, because you even like fight the moment of she wants to come sleep with me in the bed and, you know, we don't do that. And like, know, it, this is going to set. And then I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Devin, you're on the couch. Katie Bell, you're in the bed. You know, we're doing yeah. this. It's, you know, it's, that's how we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it just sucked. And no one likes their child. No. It's really hard yeah, to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like it's a tantrum. I mean, this no, was like something that no. was such a different level of like, She what? was like in pain. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, I didn't like it. Sorry. I didn't like it. Hi. So I just wanted to share the parenting fail that happened at my house. My husband manages a carpet cleaning company, and he occasionally gets to bring home the van and clean the carpet and the upholstery. So he brings home the van, and he's running the hoses from the van into the house through the front door. Um, But the front door is, you know, pretty much closed except for the hoses there. And it's really loud. So our four-year-old daughter decides she wants to go play in the backyard, and that's fine. And I take our nine-month-old son, and we go in his room, and we're playing. And I decide it's time for him to have a bottle. This is the perfect time. We're just hanging out. So I leave him in his room for a little bit. You know, I go in the kitchen for maybe two minutes to fix the bottle, and I can hear him crying. And not the, hey, mom, I'm hungry cry, but something is really wrong with me. Come get me cry. So I go running into the living room. The front door is still shut with the hose running in. My husband's just cleaning away, has no clue what's going on. I run over and open the front door, and the baby is sitting out there crying all by himself. We failed to notice our son go outside, and he fell and hit his head and was crying, and we suck. Thank you. (laughs) That's the worst. You know, it's like you always hear the, like, and then the baby fell or whatever. And we all as parents know, not off a cliff. Right. Not onto, like, a series (laughs) of, like, spikes or something. You know what I mean? It's just the, like, eh, they fell. It really sucks. And the whole, like, chaos of something happening. As a result of hearing this call, I had a dream that, like, no one was paying attention to Ellis. And, uh-huh. like, Stefan, Stefan does horrible things to me in my dreams. <laughs> He's doing oh. something, like, horrible, like, you know, cheating or something crazy. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, why isn't anybody helping with the thing? And then suddenly I'm, like, trying to find Ellis. And he's, like across a yard like oh. in a flower bed oh. like kind of upside like a little turtle or something oh. tipped over anxiety anxiety dream. i dream oh. i know i know so 
double fail mom. Yeah. You totally. You spread the anxiety around. You spread the anxiety around. (laughs) I hope your carpets are clean. (laughs) Oh, moms. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. So, on today's show, mm-hmm. we're not calling anyone. No. Because they probably wouldn't want to talk to us today. <laughs> Vaccinate your kids. You're not spoiling. It's a myth. Um, we're, being, we're being very uppity today on our show and very, like, we know everything uh, today. So, so, stellar show. So, yeah, good. So, That's, there you go. There you go. We you're know all, everything. You're welcome. Yep. Uh, you know what? I don't know. What? Is is how a mom may be doing somewhere else in the world. Let's find out. Let's find out how another mom might be doing and listen to a little mom breakdown. Great. Hi, this is Teresa. I have a rant for you. For the past three months, my two-year-old, almost three-year-old, has not been going to sleep by himself. Prior to that time, he was an awesome sleeper. Kiss, hug, into bed, that's it. About three months ago, he came home from school one day, and everything was fine. Went to bed that night, and he screamed for two and a half hours straight. He would not let go of me. Finally got him to sleep in our bed, which we don't normally do. The next night, same thing. No idea what's going on. The next day at school, so that's two days later, I asked his teacher if there could be anything that could have happened at school that could possibly be causing him to not go to sleep by himself. And she said, oh, yes, we have a doctor's office above us. The doctor decided it was too loud and decided to stomp on the floor during nap time, which caused my son to wake up out of a dead sleep. Mm. Well, that explained him talking about the bump and not knowing what was going on. I had just kind of blown it off as, so we just moved into my parents' house. It's nice. We can hear them walking around all the time because we live in the basement. Mm. So, yes, my almost three-year-old is still not going to bed by himself. He needs somebody in his room with him until he falls asleep. Some nights it's two minutes. Some nights it's an hour and a half. I just want him to go the fuck to sleep. (laughs) Thank you. Poor everybody, man. I've been there, sister. Yeah, I know. Teresa, in particular, is still very much there. I know. Yeah, it's... It is. It's, it's really life changing when that happens. The difference between your child going to sleep independently and your child needing you there until they go to sleep. I mean, that is. It's just really different. It's like a different life. It is. No, it is. And I. But I want to take a moment to say, good job going to the school to ask if anything yeah. had changed. Like that's like that's really good. Yeah. I think it's an easy mistake to make, or not a mistake. It's an easy. Just thing to not do, to check out what's happening in the other environments at school, you know. Um, it's inspiring. I should probably also go talk to my teacher about what's going on mm-hmm. on the playground. Um, but so good job with that. But the sleep thing, it's brutal. And, you know, your poor kid. I know. You know, like that's so screwed up. Totally. I mean, you know, it, it sounds like a lot's happening. Mm-hmm. A move, the disruption in his sleep at school, 
That is just a lot yeah. on you. Yeah. And you're doing a really good job. You are. You really are. <laughs> I have a friend who's just starting sleep training, and she did the thing that I did to Teresa, which the text. Does mm-hmm. it really sound this horrible? Mm-hmm. Does it, you know, because like, I didn't have to sleep train Katie Bell. Mm-hmm. I really hate the word sleep training. I know. It's such a like, it's sort of like stay at home mom or office mom, like it whatever. Is. It's like such a like a thing that we say in it. Like, uh, anyway. It, it implies something very specific yeah. that doesn't necessarily ring true right. for your own experience. Exactly. But I just, my <laughs> sitting there this morning thinking of her like in day three, because she was getting up like three times a night still and the kid's mm-hmm. like a year and it was, she just starting yeah. to lose her mind yeah. and like something has to change and they're trying to figure out what that is for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, Sleep is so hard. It is. And like I think think about when we were going through it with Katie Bell, she was like probably three, but she had like a big disrupt I that, yeah. where she was like I was going in like all the time yeah. and it was like she was really upset. It was really hard to get her to go to sleep. I've already blocked it out of my mind, thank God. Yeah. But I can remember driving home. I'd gone up to a store like late at night to go grab something. And I'm driving home and there's like some country song on the radio station. And it's all about like, you know, don't get upset because you have to go in every five minutes for your kid because one day they won't even talk to you. Oh You'll miss me. And I was just like, fuck you, country song. I'm yeah. like falling, of yeah. course, in the car. Yeah. I should love going in more. I know. <laughs> I, know. I should love having my sleep disrupted more. I would say to I, myself, oh, really? You're upset because your perfect, healthy uh, yeah. child needs you once in the middle of the fucking night? <laughs> fuck you. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. You're, who's spoiled now, mom? Who's spoiled now? Um, but it's just like, just screw all the noise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's again, it's no one is that special. No. You know what I mean? Like, none yeah. of our situations, like, they just vary degree to degree. So your child's 100% healthy and you have to wake up. If that is like ruining something, if that's hard, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. It's valid. Yeah. You know? And so, like, Hang in there. Yes. Hang in there. I don't know. I'm not going to say it might be over. Maybe it won't. Maybe yeah. your child will. I don't know. I, I can't say that, so I won't. But I will say you are doing a good job. You are. You are. Just the fact that you're doing it. Totally. <laughs> um, what did we learn this week? Besides we are experts and we know everything. Um, one... Go vaccinate your kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> really should be the and only. And spread the word. And spread the word. You know what? Post a post a picture of your kids yeah. after they got their shots and say, my kids got their shots today. Yeah, like, woo. spread the word. We're doing it. We're yeah, all we're doing it. vaccinating our children. And it's and okay. It's the it's the thing to do. Trust me, there are much larger conspiracies that I totally buy into. Sure. I I 100% sure. believe there are UFOs. Sure. I 100%. I 100% believe that there were like CIA <laughs> operations to keep people in certain income brackets and sure. you know, so a hundred percent ghosts. You mentioned I, oh, you believe ghosts. In ghosts. That's not even a conspiracy Obviously. thing. Okay. That is a fact. Okay. Ghosts fact. Okay. No one's covering up ghosts. Those are real. Uh, anyway, but the like, I I have the like the book, the like uh, behold a pale horse, which is just about all conspiracies. Okay. Mm, mm. I'm a believer in conspiracies. I am not at all remotely a believer in there being a vaccine conspiracy. No. Okay. So everybody, go out. And do it. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, two, I think what we learned today is that possibly the idea 
of spoiled children may be not accurate. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there, there can helpful. be like mean kids and there can be, but yeah. I think your whole point of like, more than likely there's a big combination of nature and nurture happening, mm-hmm. you know, with this. And I don't think it's really fair to assess how a kid's going to turn out until it's way down the line yeah. a little bit. Totally. Like it's kind of unfair for us to assume that our three-year-old, our five-year-old, even our nine-year-old mm-hmm. should be to any level that we as adults may have reached. Yeah. Given how many times I've had life-changing moments totally as, to to make me the you know continuously yeah. try and be a better person yeah. way past those yeah those times totally so you know what I, I I think spoiled is bullshit I think we all need to work hard at just remembering where our kids are developmentally and you know what are what are fair expectations and then within those parameters set up some you know clear limits i'm not kids love limits that's oh, good yeah. yeah we are all about limits yeah. but it doesn't mean that like n- letting kids be kids doesn't also have seriously great benefits totally so um and we should remember to take it easy on ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes it's very hard to try and make your child be perfect yeah <laughs> and maybe that's not a thing that's good for either one of you I say to my mirror in my hand. Um, so, everybody, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. Good job, guys. Yes. Everybody's killing it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listener. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.